Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, we have a winning day on Wednesday. Not a ton of profit, $59.12. And not the day we wanted in Major League Baseball, but we'll take a winning day nonetheless. So let's recap the card. In college football, we played a first half under between SMU and UCF. We played the under 31 and a half. Finished 13-10 at halftime, so we cashed that ticket. Then our team totals. We stepped up. We played seven games on Wednesday, and we go three and four. So the first game, I knew I shouldn't play. It's tough to bet on a team not to score in the first five innings, but it was at a plus 145. I'm chasing money a little bit. I know Tani going for the Angels. He shut the A's down for four innings, gives up a lone hit in the fifth, a lone run in the fifth, and we lose the bet. So then the Phillies, they never got the sticks going against Houston, so we lose that one. The Cubbies, oh boy, did they score some runs on Wednesday. We cashed the over one and a half from the overnight play, and then you backed that one on Twitter. So we added the extra unit over the two and a half at a plus 125, and they easily cash. So thank you once again for the Twitter votes. You are now 66 and 33, helping support this podcast with 21.4 units of profit. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. The Chicago White Sox, I smirk and smile at this one because I think it's only fitting in a year where the White Sox burned me more than any other team and cost me more money than any other team I should lose on the final day with the White Sox and they put up the donut in the first five. So thank you, Chicago, for being consistent. You were a thorn in my side all year and you are a thorn in my side on the final day of the regular season. Meanwhile, the KC Royals, they delivered for me. They cashed the over one and a half. The Detroit Tigers delivered for me. They cashed the over one and a half. Then the Toronto Blue Jays, they came up just a little bit short. They had ample opportunity, tons of hits in the first five innings, just couldn't string them together like we needed, so we lose that over one and a half. So for the day, On the Major League Baseball handicap plays, we lose 156.79. For the season, we finish 213 and 159. So 372 wagers, that's 57.2%. And we wrap it up with $4,437.79 of profit on our Major League Baseball team total. So I'm going to sound like a football coach here, but we found our identity on this podcast during the Major League Baseball season. Next year, when we come back, and keep in mind, we bet baseball 190 days out of the year. So it's a sport you got to kind of be good at handicapping because we're going to play it that many days during the course of the season. We are going to play first five team totals next year. I'm going to double down. I'm going to get even better at it. I'm going to work harder at it. Hopefully, we'll have better results next year. And I hope to get to that 50 units of profit. I am bound and determined. So that's how we finish it off in Major League Baseball. We're not done betting baseball. We will bet every playoff game on this podcast, just like we did last year. Last year, we turned profit in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And I know it's a crazy strategy. You've never probably heard this before, but in the playoffs, I have a secret sauce. I like good pitching over good hitting. Yeah, that's going to shock some of you, but that's going to be our angle. So now, I don't know what to talk about today. We just have football, one football game and the National Football League. It is Denver and Indianapolis Thursday night football. So both teams have a first year veteran quarterback. Both teams have a struggling veteran quarterback. Matt Ryan has eight turnovers, 15 sacks, and he's put the ball on the ground nine times already. 
Russell Wilson is tied for 20th this year with only four TD passes, and he's been sacked 12 times. QBs with a higher QBR rating than these two include, well, almost everyone. Both teams are without their starting running back. Colts probably at a bigger disadvantage without Taylor. The Colts will also be without several key defensive players. So when I handicap this game, I know Denver has the home field, but I always look at who needs this game the most, and I think it's Denver. The Colts are in the AFC South. No one's running away with that division. After this game, Indy gets divisional games against Jacksonville and Tennessee, followed by a game against Washington. So a 1-3-1 and one start for them is no real big concern, in my opinion. Meanwhile, the Broncos are currently 2-2 two and two in one of the best divisions, if not the best division in the NFL. Next week, they are at the Chargers on Monday Night Football. They could easily be 2-4 and four if they drop this game. So I'll make a fool out of myself, and I'll kind of play out this game and give you my prediction of how things are going to go. Denver, I think, will score 10 to 14 points in the first half. Kind of think they might get two TDs. That's why I'm staying away from the under in the first half. The Colts, I think, are only going to have three to seven points. So therefore, I'm playing bet number one is on the Denver Broncos minus the two and a half in the first half. Once again, I think the Broncos come out strong. End of story. This team is better than we have seen, and the Broncos are still ranked 32nd in red zone efficiency. That changes tonight. They switch some of those field goals to touchdowns, and they cover the two and a half in the first half. So then the Colts are going to have to come out throwing even more in the second half, leading to my three prop bets. Prop bet number one, Naheem Hines over three and a half receptions, weighted at a minus 130. So no Jonathan Taylor. Put me in the category that believes the Colts will add more short passes to offset the lack of a running game. Hines has already gone over this number in three of four with Taylor in the lineup. So I like Hines once again over the three and a half receptions. That ties into the quarterback. Our prop bet there, Matt Ryan over the 19 and a half completions also weighted in a minus 130. Very correlated here. We could go down with both, of course. The Broncos pass D is tough. Short passes, short passes, short passes. Say it with me. Short passes. I expect them to be trailing in this game. Matt Ryan's going to have to throw a ton in the second half, and therefore we're playing Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, over the 19 and a half completions. Prop bet number three, also in Indianapolis. I expect them once again to lose the game, but all my props are on the Colts to do something offensively. Prop three, Alec Pierce of Indianapolis, over 33 and a half yards receiving at a minus 120. Denver, once again, has a lockdown corner that will likely focus on taking Pittman Jr. out of the game. No Taylor. Create more passing downs. Expect the Broncos to have the lead. Pierce had 11 targets over the last two weeks with seven catches, 141 yards. He's gone over this number back-to-back weeks. Yes, give me Pierce over the 33 and a half. So that's how I see the game playing out. I side with Bill that I think the under 42 is the play. I also fear Matt Ryan could make some big mistakes in the second half. The Broncos could get some defensive touchdowns, and somehow, some way, this could end up being a 31-17 to type game. So I fear that a little bit. So I'm staying away from the total, both in the first half, which I'm always tempted to play a first half under, but I'm staying away from it completely in this game. I still lean that way, but I'm not going to touch it. So let's recap my four bets in the National Football League. That's it. I got nothing more today. Bet number one, Denver Broncos, first half minus the two and a half. Prop bets, Naheem Hines, over three and a half receptions at a minus 130. 
prop bet on Matt Ryan over 19 and a half completions at a minus 130 and prop bet on Alec Pierce over 33 and a half yards receiving at a minus 120. So that's your card for a Thursday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.